reverence to the word of God. Psalm 139, verse 13. Just one verse. Let's read it together. For you formed, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. Amen. Good to see everybody this morning. God bless you today. You can be seated. All right. Thanks for our first-time guests. The video encouraged you to fill out your Connect card. Amen. Uh, that will allow us to contact you, invite you back. Uh, we won't bombard you with communication, but we would love to be able to reach out to you. Amen. So please do that for us, ma'am, sir, in the name of Jesus, son. Thank you for being here. We'll acknowledge you a little bit later. We have a gift out there in the lobby for the first-time guests. Amen. Let's give God some praise for that. Uh, I, uh, you know, this, this stuff that's happening is disturbing. Can I get a witness? It's really disturbing, you know, just to see a climate, an atmosphere, you know, grow like that to the point where, you know, folk who may or may not be mentally ill are unleashed uh, in such a way where uh, violence is heaped on the innocents and innocence is slaughtered. Amen? And uh, we need to be especially uh, uh, vigilant and, uh, and uh, loving and caring for, for every community. You know, I would argue uh, especially the Jewish community uh, is in that there's so much synergy uh, in, in paths. Amen? Uh, in terms of persecution, uh, target uh, communities that are targeted for hate crimes, you know, Jews, African Americans, you know, so we have this uh, synergy and this affinity that you have to respect, and, and, and it also has a history. You know, even folk who were uh, uh, first uh, responders in civil rights uh, activism, they were Jewish, you know. Uh, and uh, like African-Americans in some ways, unaccepted. And we are from a Judeo-Christian ethic. That's the ethic that we're from, the background, this synergy of these faiths. The first run was the Jewish faith. The second uh, iteration was the Christian faith. Amen? And uh, so uh, there is a, a history. And even the, the tracking, the liberation and uh, the tracking of oppression. Amen? And unfortunately, there's also a connection that seems like when one community gets attacked, uh, the other one soon gets attacked as well, or vice versa. So uh, we, got, we got to be in prayer and uh, engaged in this spiritual warfare. Amen? The Word says we wrestle not against flesh or blood, but against principalities and powers, against wickedness, evil in high places. And so we got to engage in spiritual warfare to push back uh, this sentiment and this apathy and this disdain and contempt for life, for people who are different ethnically, culturally, racially, uh, you know, discrimination based on skin color or religion or, or background. Uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, we're going to push it back. Amen. Amen. But we can't ignore it either. 
So, so we want to uh, we want to ask you to be especially vigilant in prayer, dedicated, dutiful in prayer, and as opportunities arise to educate, to inspire, to bless others, to pull somebody out of that cauldron. You know, you may be a person that's around a racist. Amen. Don't just ignore it. You know, move toward trying to educate. Amen. Bless them. The word says we overcome evil with good. You know, and, uh, and so, and then make sure we're not spousing anything racist. You know, some of the comments that I see on Facebook, things like that, uh, they're not right. Amen. Uh, and uh, so sometimes we've been inculcated in the wrong mindset toward different groups and races and people, people groups and so forth. So let's ask God to give us his perspective about people. Amen. And praise God and uh, continue to pray for folk who are in harm, who potentially in harm's way. We, we even had to get security. I mean, we got, I mean, we didn't have to, but we wanted to make sure. So we have an armed uh, police officer here every Sunday. You know, just, just as a precaution. Uh, and then we have a security ministry, a team of people who are, who've engaged in a strategy. You may not see it, but, it, but it's here. Amen? Amen. Uh, and uh, so, uh, okay, time for the word. Y'all ready for the word today? First, let me say good morning to you. Let me, let me push the reset button. Reset. Okay, so let, me, let me see if I can engage, shift gears, and get to back to this series, uh, God's Toolkit for Achievement. And we've been talking about uh, how God empowers. He gives us a certain skill set that empowers us. Amen? And that, uh, you know, so we've talked about overcoming naysayers, negativism, negative people in some instances, and other uh, facets of this. Today, I want to deal with uh, really how we acknowledge strengths and recognize the strengths that we have, because people who achieve in Christ they understand their strengths. Amen? And they know how to operate in their strengths. And they also understand their weaknesses. The Word of God says, let a man, let me include the ladies, or a woman examine his or her self. Amen? So self-awareness. Uh, and, uh, and in the faith, we have a term for this awareness of how God is how God's built us, designed us, how he's, how he's uh, uniquely uh, made us, and, and it's called spiritual gifts, amen, that, that we are uh, bequeathed when we accept Christ. Some folk don't have a spiritual gifts because they haven't accepted Christ, but when we accept Christ, when we believe in Christ, when we embrace Christ, when we, uh, you know, are infilled by the Spirit of Christ, we are given a spiritual gift. In most instances, multiple spiritual gifts. Amen? So, so it's important that we know those gifts and know that God has birthed us uh, to be unique. Amen? That uh, we're not the same. It's a shame that uh, diversity isn't appreciated, that somehow uh, folk want uniformity. 
ethnic cleansing, you know, racial discrimination and prejudice, or, or we have false expectations to think that people are going to be like you are. You're unique. Amen. I'm an identical twin. My brother and I took personality tests. Our personalities are radically different. Radically different. Even though we look a lot alike. Amen. Different. We're all different. We all have different uh, fingerprints. We all have different eye prints, toe prints. You know, I know you ain't considered the toe print, but the, <laughs> but the toe got a print. <laughs> Amen. Uh, we are indeed unique, each individual. And God has made us unique for a purpose. He loves variety. God loves variety. Isn't it evident? Look at the planet, you know, you know a plethora, you know, a, a voluminous amounts of birds, different types and species of birds. Amen. Uh, all kinds of animals and insects. And, and look at you. Beautiful array. Amen. Of different shapes and forms. And, and uh, you know, just God just made us so unique. And it's just a blessing to look upon you. And that's how God looks at it. He says, whoa, look at that. That's just beautiful what I designed. But we want sameness. We want uniformity. Uh, and... Uh, and we want to, and we're brainwashed by a culture that tries to fit us into a box. Amen? Try to make a cookie-cutter approach to what a human being is and what a human being should be about. Amen? That's not God's approach. God made us with a unique shape and a unique purpose. Praise God. He formed, as the word says, from your mother's womb. Amen? In other words, pre-development, right? In the midst of your development, you were formed and shaped and identified and, you know, and empowered and equipped. And, you know, if, if I was a line four guys up right here, you see all of us a little different. Amen? Four ladies, all a little different. All, you know, so, so God loves this uniqueness. Amen? And you are not an accident. Amen? I don't care if your, your, your parents felt like you were. You're not an accident in God's sight. Amen. You are not an accident. Amen. And uh, in, in nature, uh, they'll tell you form uh, fo shows function, follows function. Amen, somebody. Uh, and for instance, if you got gills, you belong what? In the water. If you got wings, you belong in the air. Amen? Uh, and God says, basically, if you got gifts, you're gifted in a particular way, you belong in this realm, performing this particular purpose, and you are designed to get this done. Amen? So in God's image, he's given us mind, emotion, hearts, and he shaped us. You know, Rick Warren came out with a, an acrostic probably 30 years, 30 plus years ago that tried to uh, give some, some uh, you know, simplify this thing, make it low-hanging fruit in terms of what spiritual gifts are all about and how they go to shape us. So he made this acrostic shape. The S stands for spiritual gifts. 
We're given a spiritual gift. The H, your heart. The A, help me out. <laughs> the A, your abilities. Uh, the P, your personality. The E, your experiences. Amen. So he came up with this acrostic that kind of described, you know, what goes into making the development of a gifted person in Christ. Amen. And, and that uh, the spiritual gift, again, is a special ability given by Almighty God. We're not going to outline those, those gifts today. I'm not going to go into detail today, but we're going to have an emphasis in the new year in 2019 on spiritual gifts. So you'll be hearing a whole lot about, you know, taking a spiritual gift survey, understanding what your spiritual gift is, and how that coincides with how you might volunteer, serve, and interact in the world and in the life of the church. Amen? So, so we'll get into that a little bit later. But special ability given at, the, at salvation, usually multiple abilities. And then your heart. What are your interests, your motivation, your passion? Amen? All of us have different passions, different motivations. Amen. Different things that inspire us. Different things that wake us up in the morning. Different things that have us stay up a little later at night because this is on our minds. And the thing that's on your mind may not be the thing that's on somebody else's mind. I guarantee you, in most instances, it's not. Amen. You know, even in, in, in marriage and relationship, they say sometimes opposites attract. Amen. You know, that's because, okay, this person giving me a different vantage point. They, they're giving me something different. And, then, uh, and then, then later when you get married, opposites attack. <laughs> Amen? You know, so we got to learn how to navigate that. Because, <laughs> again, we're trying to, you know, shape somebody to the contours of our specification. You can't make a person. You can't create a person. You can't change a person. Amen? That's, that's, where, that's where the tension occurs when we try to change somebody else. Amen? Now, a person's character to change can change, but their personality can't. That's how they're built. That's how they're shaped. They're introverted. They're extroverted. They're shy. They're gregarious, talkative, outgoing. Amen? Uh, they, they, so, so personalities, again, you know, don't change. Uh, your abilities is part of what goes up to, to make up your shape. So, so we have innate abilities. Before we even get a spiritual gift, you might be good at sewing. You may be good at cooking. You may be good with numbers. You may be good with words. You may be uh, good mechanically. You may good, be good artistically. You may good, be good athletically. You know, coordinated to the, to, the, to, the, to, the, to the nth degree. You know, I got a little nephew. When he was like three years old, he like throw a ball up, run around in a circle almost. Three years old, look up, catch it. <laughs> Every baby can't do that. Amen? His hand and eye coordination was off the charts. I said, whoa, whoa. Amen? So, so God gives us a range of different abilities, and some folk musically, you know. Uh, some folk, you, I, I bet it didn't even take Renard that long to learn how to play uh, the key, keyboard. Amen? Because he just had this innate ability 
Amen? That God gave. And, and then he discovered. See, the problem is in some instances we have these abilities and they go undiscovered, untapped. But God wants us to understand what our abilities are and, and, and our personalities are, what types we are, and that we are all different. And then we have experiences. You know, uh, family experience. We all were brought up in a different context in the family environment. Amen. We all were, some of us were brought up in, you know, we were brought up in different regions of the country, which makes a difference in and of itself. Our educational experiences and backgrounds makes a difference in and of itself. Our exposures. Amen. Uh, all of that goes into the making of a person. Our spiritual connections. Amen. So, so have you met God? And have you been in the Word? It's all going to impact on your life. Amen. And then, you know, then you have to think about we've all had painful experiences. So how does pain contribute to who you are? Guarantee you, everybody has experienced some pain. Amen. Somebody, well, I went to school. Everybody got bullied some in school. Can I get a witness? Yeah, somebody always messing with you. You know, so, so how does that pain, you know, the experience, the maybe you know, it could be very negative, abuse or misuse or those kind. How does that pain contribute to your shape? Amen. God says he can use all of it. That sometimes our pain helps us to de develop our purpose. Amen. You know, you wonder why, why I care for children so much, amen, because I might have felt a little neglected when I was a child. So I, I got a special interest in, in bringing some light and some love and, and some joy to a child's life. See, that whole experience affects your mindset. You don't even realize it, but here you are thinking about something because you were affected by this circumstance, amen? So God can, God can use the pain. Yes, he can. He can use the pain, Amen? Some, some folk don't, don't even wake up when it's light. They wake up when they feel the heat. Pain was wakes us up. Tragedy, trauma, suffering, difficulty, trials, tribulations, accidents, chaos, uh, trauma. That, that stuff wakes us up. Some folk weren't going to come to Jesus except for this thing happened. Hey, I think I need to try Jesus. Nothing wrong with that. If that's how he got to get to you, sometimes that's what he'll do to get to you. Hopefully you won't wait till he got to knock you down or knock you out for you to come correct. <laughs> Amen. So, so God can use our various experiences. Amen. Uh, look at uh, Romans 12, 6. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them if prophecy in proportion to our faith, and so on and so on. Amen. And there are varieties of activities, varieties of gifts, but it is the same God who empowers them all in every one. Deuteronomy 11.2, and consider today, since I'm not speaking to your children who have not known or seen it, Consider the discipline of the Lord your God, his greatness, his mighty hand, and his outstretched arm. That's saying consider the spiritual journey. Consider your spiritual history. Consider biblical history as your history. Amen. And then you can get excited about God bringing people out, God bringing people through, God allowing people to make it over, praise God. And it becomes your experience. 
Amen? So when we're exposed to the word, it's one of those things that contribute to who we are. Amen? So I got to discover how I'm built if I want to achieve. I got to discover how God made me if I want to get to that perennial next level. I can't be in the dark about who I am. One of the ways that you can quickly get some insight into it is to, is to, is to think about your past. Amen? What, what kinds of things resonated with me? What kind of things connected with me? What kind of things I enjoy doing? Amen? Uh, you know, also, you got to do that pain search. You can't just push the pain down. I never forget, I told this story before, and it's worth repeating. In seminary, I'm taking a preaching class, and they have me write a paper about my pain. My pain. What did you go through that was painful? How did that, you know, affect you? Because they knew that if I didn't deal with this pain, that I wouldn't be able to minister. Because I would, I would, I would minister out of my pain, and that would make me prejudiced. Discriminatory. You know, I, ha- I would have a predisposition to react in a certain way because of my pain. So whether we realize or not, a lot of times when we react and we act out, it's because of that pain that's unresolved. So you got to dig deep. Sometimes it's generational curses that, that are pain, pain from generations. And we need to ask God, God, help me to deal with these issues. Amen. Uh, they shouldn't go unresolved. So again, a process of self-examinations. Galatians 3, 4, did you suffer so many things in vain? If indeed it was in vain. He's saying, in other words, your suffering didn't have to be in vain. Vain. Your, your problem and your pain doesn't have to be in vain. That, that kind of rounded. Pain and vain. Okay. Doesn't have to be in vain. What you've gone through can be used to God's benefit. It can be used to bless somebody else. It can be used to be a blessing to you. Amen? So, 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 so again, an examination of past can help you determine your future. Amen? Uh, God's working in you since birth. Your interests, your aptitudes, your desires, your likes, your dislikes, those kind of things inform, you know, uh, what God wants to do through you in the future. I never forget, I was in some class, it must have been some type of English class in middle school, and uh, the teacher, I didn't see this at all in myself, but the teacher said, I want you to participate in the oratorical contest. I'm like, you must, you must be out your mind talking about me doing it, but she just kept harassing me. And uh, so I wrote a little speech, three minutes, and. I didn't even realize the oratorical contest was going to be for the whole student body. <laughs> and then they didn't give me the particulars. <laughs> so here I am, going to give a three-minute speech. It was on Frederick Douglass. And uh, then as I'm about to go on the stage, you know, I had these little, you know, little index cards, so that was my, what my speech was on. The lady looked at me and said, oh, you can't take that with you. I said, well, you should have gave me some advance notice. What you mean for me to go out here cold? I didn't know I had to go out here without my cards. She said, no, you can't take that with you. And so I said, oh, Lord, here we go. 
<laughs> so I stepped out there on the stage without the cards. I made like one mistake. Didn't even know that I had gone over it enough or that I even had that ability to remember things. Didn't even know. But later I would reflect, you know something? I was up before the middle school. Didn't even know I had to speak off the cuff. <laughs> and I made it through. Got an ovation. Go ahead, Zach. We thought you was a thug. <laughs> you done came out a little bit. Amen. I, I always thought I was going to win. I didn't win. <laughs> but I was optimistic. Amen. Your past can give you a segue into your future. Amen. Amen. It can tell you, you know, about your potential. It can tell you about what was comfortable, what, what experience kind of pressed you and catapulted you to another place. Amen. So we need to do a spiritual inventory. You know, what, where am I? And do I understand my gifts? You, even before we talk about gifts, you can get online and find a spiritual gift survey and take it yourself. You, you, don't, you can take the initiative. Amen? So, so we need to get involved in different things so that we can be exposed to what God wants us to do and not just be driven by what we see in others. You know, too often we're driven by what we like, we, we see in somebody else. You know, so that's imitation. And imitation does not lead to origination of anything. Amen? Imitation is nice for, 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 for a little while, but you got to become the original that God built, God designed. Amen? You belong to God. You're unique for a reason. You're built like you're built for a reason. God placed within you the way your synapses fire in your, in your brain he placed that gift in you for them to fire this way or fire that way or lean this way, lean that way. So you need to discover, God, why are my leanings this way? And then embrace the leanings. Don't fight against them. Don't be fearful of them. Amen. Embrace which way God has you leaning. Amen. And don't try to, you know, conform and compare yourself to somebody else. You're going to be unhappy and unfulfilled. Until you operate it out of your gifts. Amen. You're going to feel, you know, rejected until you're operating out of your gifts. You're going to feel, you know, less than when you're not operating out of your gifts. So you need to ask God, show me my gift and give me the strength of my convictions to operate out of those gifts. Praise God. Don't allow me to compare myself with anybody else because when I do that, two results happen. If I compare, I get a sense of superiority, which ain't right. Amen. I think, well, I'm better than so-and-so, so-and-so. Or I get a sense of inferiority, which ain't right. I feel like I'm less than so-and-so because if I, I can't do that as well as they do it. But you need to find your sweet spot to the glory of Almighty God so that he can lead, guide, and direct you into achieving to his glory. Amen. So you don't want to build pride and you don't want to be discouraged. You don't want also to conform to what's readily available. Well, this is what's out here. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to be. I must be liked by you, so I'm going to try to fit in. I must, I must be like you. I'm going to try to imitate you. Amen, somebody. So we're preoccupied in some instances with other people's abilities. Hmm? You know, we'll even tell our children a lie. We tell our children, 
Uh, when you grow up, you can be anything you want to be. That, that ain't true. I mean, it's a nice little phrase. We, we heard it, or we said it, but that ain't true. Nah, you can be anything that God created you to be. Amen. You know, if I, if, if, I, if I was your pastor and I didn't have administrative gifts, leadership gifts, we wouldn't be in this building. This ain't no cookie cutter thing. You can't do this. Amen. Without a gift. You can't do it without a gift. I don't care how much you like to. How it looks simple to you. How I, think, I think it's just a matter of doing this, doing that. No, no, no. You got to be gifted to do certain things. I don't care. You know, you can try. You can think you can do certain things. That's, that's why you shouldn't be jealous or envious of anybody else's gift. Because you can't do the same things they can do. You can't be the same person. You can be the best you you can possibly be. But you can't be me. I can't be nobody else. Amen, somebody. God has to make you satisfied and fulfilled in your own skin. And that's what God wants for you. He wants you to feel good about who you are. Amen. He wants you to feel satisfied. He wants you to feel fulfilled. He wants you to develop in the right way and in the right direction so that you can grow up in him, praise God. He wants you to move according to his word, will, and ways, not be duped by the world, amen, so that you are conforming to the world and its image, amen. You know, there's a lot of depression nowadays. You want to know why folks are depressed? They're trying to be something that they ain't. Amen. You're looking at that magazine. Look at that Coke bottle. You're going you gonna to be depressed. Amen, somebody. I'm trying. I'm looking at Alex. I get depressed looking at him. <laughs> Muscles just popping. You know? I got a few. They're just smaller. They're just smaller. <laughs> Amen, somebody. And with age, atrophy. <laughs> it's not about the outward appearance. It's about the state of the heart. Amen, somebody. It's not a comparison and contrast game. It's about you accepting what God gave you. Using what you have to the glory of Almighty God and not rejecting God's design. God designed you. Why are you going to reject your design? Why are you going to hate on yourself? Why are you going to have disdain and contempt for yourself? Why are you going to not like yourself? God made you and he broke the mold, as they say. You are unique. You are fearfully and wonderfully made to the glory of Almighty God. So you need to thank God. Thank God. Thank God for being who I am, praise God. Amen. You know, we got all these different ways of changing our appearance and all that kind of stuff. Y'all know I, most times I say really, really nice things about my mom. She's passed. Amen, somebody. But I did notice one thing about mom. You know, when she put her makeup on, now you have to understand, she was born in 1920. And she, when she, she was from a different era. When she put her makeup on, she, it was like two or three shades lighter than she was. 
Amen. She was a beautiful brown lady, kind of like my daughter, Ashley. Just brown, you know, beautiful. But then she put that makeup on. Y'all act like y'all ain't had no relatives like that. Why y'all leaving me out here all by myself? Like, your mom did that? Yes, she did. Love mom, but she made a little adjustment to her pigmentation. Amen. And, uh, and so we need to be proud of our pigmentation. Thank you to Almighty God, amen, for how he's made us. Again, we are beautifully crafted and made, praise God. We are beautiful in the sight of Almighty God and beautiful to one another. We should be, amen. But too often we get, get into not loving like God loves. God loves us just like we are. He created us. He, he put these 23,000 chromosomes together, amen, so that they line up just right to produce you. That's special. Amen, somebody. So God wants you to enjoy your shape. Enjoy how he built you. Enjoy how he designed you. Enjoy you being you. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your makeup. You ought to be energized, enthusiastic about how he made you. You ought to be, God enjoys watching you. Amen, somebody, because can't nobody do what you do quite like you do it. Amen? We ought to have confidence about who we are. We ought to be satisfied in who we are. Praise God. That's how you achieve. Once you get that monkey off your back, you get that monkey off your back, where you overly concerned about what other people think, or you're overly concerned about contrast and comparing yourself, to somebody else, you're overly concerned about conforming, amen, then you don't, you're not living with that weight on you, amen, the weight of conforming, the weight of being what other folk want you to be, the weight of living by other folks' expectations, the weight of trying to be something that you ain't, you got to be who you is, amen somebody, and once you get to that place where you know who you are and you, know, you kind of have a sense of how you shaped God continues to grow where you can operate out of your strengths. Amen? I ain't trying to sing. Amen, somebody. I'm a rapper. I'm not a, not a singer. <laughs> Spiritual rapper. Let me... Amen, somebody. God gave me words, amen. I'm trying to use it to the best of my ability. Thank you, Jesus. And I ain't trying to be like nobody else. Because it don't work. It don't work for me, you know. I came up during the era when they was doing this heavy hooping and stuff. When I was in seminary, the Baptists over there in the seminary, they'd be having hooping classes. They'd be tuning up. Like, I can't tune like that. I ain't even going to try. In the name of Jesus, I need to be, just be who I, I can holler a little bit, amen. I can have passion, I got that, amen. But I don't have no melody. Amen. Thanks for your assistance though, Renard. We appreciate you, appreciate you helping me a little bit. He, he puts, he provides some melody, amen. So we're just thankful to God for how we are shaped, how we are built, how we are designed, amen. Romans uh, 9.20, it says, But who are you, O man, to answer back to God, 
Will what is molded say to its molder, why have you made me like this? Amen. Has the potter no right over the clay to make out the same lump one vessel for honorable use and another for dishonorable use? What he's saying is, you know, who are you to throw back in God's face how he built you, how he designed you, how he made you? He made you. Don't throw that back in his face. Act like you're unhappy with how he built you. He designed you and made you. You're beautiful. He loves you. Amen. 1 Corinthians 7 and 17, only let each person lead the life that the Lord has assigned to him. Lead the life God assigned to you. Amen, somebody. And to which God has called you. This is my rule in all the churches. Ecclesiastes 5.19 Everyone also to whom God has given wealth and possessions and power, you ought to enjoy them. So whatever gift God gives you, whatever blessing God gives you, enjoy your blessing. You ain't got to have what somebody else has to enjoy it. People have all kinds of stuff and they just is unhappy. They just is worried. They're fretful. They're fearful. They're trying to figure out how to keep it, how to manage it, how to hold on to it. It's an obsession. So don't let your possessions be your obsession. Amen. Be satisfied even if it's a, what you might call a meager existence. Or a, a, you know, some folks may, may even think they're lowly, but ain't nobody lowly in the United States. I don't care what you say. We're in a fluent culture, even the worst conditions. At least you got some indoor plumbing. Amen, somebody. When 80% of the housing around the planet does not have indoor plumbing. So we need to be thankful and appreciative and grateful, praise God. Expressing gratitude to God for all his blessings and all his benefits. Philippians 2.13, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So God said, I built you like I built you because I got a job for you to do and the job that you do on my behalf that you were created for, it brings pleasure to me. That's why you want to be at God, you want God to hear God say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Praise God. When we become before the judgment seat, we want to hear God say, you operated in your, in, in your lane. Amen. You developed how I wanted you to develop. You grew how I wanted you to grow. You did what I wanted you to do. You accomplished what I wanted you to accomplish. You live within the means that I've given you. Praise God. You didn't step outside. You didn't get paralyzed by fear. You didn't get frustrated and have a pity party because you weren't like nobody else. Amen. You stepped within the range of how God made you and built you and you embraced it to the glory of Almighty God. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift. Fan into flame the gift. Fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. So an impartation took place. They received the gift. And Paul said, listen, build on it. Stir it up. Grow it up. Make it stronger. Make your strengths stronger to the glory of Almighty God. 1 Peter 4.10, as each has received a gift, use it. Use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's various grace. Then uh, we got the admonishment that takes place in the parable that Jesus gave. So I was afraid and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Amen.
Don't hide your gift. Don't hide your talent. Use it to the glory of God. Amen. And once you discover, you know, this, I don't care how much criticism you get. Once you discover it, you can move in it. You know, Beethoven, his music, his music teacher told him that he was a hopeless composer. What if he had listened? Amen. Uh, Thomas Edison, his teacher told him he was stupid and he couldn't learn anything. It turned out to be a phenomenal inventor. Amen, somebody. Einstein, his math teacher flunked him. Amen. But here he is, you know, coming up with formulas that still resonate to this day. Amen, somebody. Walt Disney was fired from the newspaper, uh, you know, as an editor because he said, Disney, Walt, you don't, you don't have no creativity. Amen. Well, somebody said, the devil is a liar. So God has untapped resources within us that he wants us to develop. He who fashions the hearts of them all and observes all their deeds. So he's fashioned your heart. Don't run away from it. Run towards the heart that God has given you. Amen. And please don't make me have your heart. You know, you'd be, you'd be surprised how often I have to fight other folks' hearts off. They got a heart for this and a heart for that. And I'll equip you and empower you to run with your heart. But don't try to pass off your heart to me. Amen, somebody. That it's not transferable. You understand? My passion, my heart is my heart. It ain't yours. I'm not, the pastor's supposed to have a heart that beats for everything. I, I, I'm sorry, I got one heart. I don't have multiple hearts. I'm not a monster or a mutant. Amen. I got one heart. I got passion too. But you got a passion. I want to empower you. It's my job to launch you. It's my job to catapult you into using your gifts. It's my job to be a springboard that lifts you to using your unique talents, skills, abilities, expertise to the glory of Almighty God. It's my job to get you engaged. And it's not your job to watch me engaged. It's your job to get engaged, to use the talent and the gift that God has given you. I'm using my gift. I'm using it. Amen. And I'm counting on God to help me use my gift. And I'm thankful for the people who come alongside me and help me use my gift. Thank you, Jesus, for, the, for, for, for all the folk that, that line up and bless me. Amen. And we need to think about, you know, in certain gifts, God gives us special seasons. God gave Samson phenomenal, outstanding, unparalleled strength during a season when he needed a conqueror. He needed a general. He needed a one-man army, praise God. So God gave him a gift, the gift of the Spirit and the gift of strength, praise God. When God needed a general, Gideon, he needed a, a, a general not with military might and strategy. He needed one with faith. God used Gideon to take a small army to take on an insurmountable foe to, to be victorious in, all, in the name of Almighty God. So he went forth with 300 folk to defeat 32,000 folk. That's Gideon's story. Amen. God took Solomon, amen, and used his wisdom and his experience to build a temple, to build a church, and to stabilize Israel for a season. Amen, somebody. God used Nehemiah, gave him an assignment. Amen. The assignment was to build the wall. The, the, ball, the wall has been decimated. The ball has, 
been torn down, praise God, but it's your assignment to marshal the people to build the wall. Amen. So God uses some folk to build. He uses some folk to engage others to build, praise God. So God has a word. God used Jesus, his only begotten son, to take the sting out of death, praise God, to snatch life out of death, to take death and resurrection first in the midst, to take darkness and bring light, to take hate and bring love, to take ignorance and bring insight and knowledge, praise God. Jesus is, the word of God says, the way, the truth, and the life, and nobody cometh unto the Father except for him. Won't you stand? He has a gift for us. Use your gift. Say to somebody near you, you got to use your gift. Say to somebody on the other side, got to use it. Say to somebody behind you, in front of you, got to use that gift. Gotta use that gift. I want to invite somebody, every heart praying all over the house. I want to invite somebody to make a decision, to step out on faith, to come forward in his name, to let him have his way in your life today. I didn't say tomorrow, I said today. This is the day that the Lord has made. We're gonna rejoice and be glad and invite you to make a decision to come forward in his name to embrace the faith. Maybe you've already embraced the faith. Now you need to embrace the church. Maybe you're new in the community. Now you need a church home. We invite you to dedicate or rededicate your life. Amen. Dedicate or rededicate your life today. I'm coming, Lord God. This should be in your spirit. I'm coming, Lord God. I'm yours, Lord God. Use me, shape me, mold me. Insert my gift within the giftedness of this congregation to accomplish your work on your behalf. Every heart praying, I want to invite somebody to come now in the mighty name of Jesus. Come now as they worship, as we worship today. Thank you, Lord.
Every heart praying. Every heart praying. Come on, let's say it again. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Jesus. 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 You're more than enough. Come on, we gotta trust and believe that He's given us a name. Yes, you have. Yes, you have.